0: In the rugged fabric hills of Overcouch a battle ensues. We see Jackson Action, the weathered action figure, back to back with Nicholas the Nickel. The two are surrounded by a gang of dust bunnies, common grifting critters in the land of the lost. Nicholas hops forward, burying his toothpike, a toothpick with an exacto blade tip, into a dust bunny, pulling up Dismantling the bunny's bean as crumbs spill out Jackson pulls the toothpick out of the strip of tape on Nicholas's face And uses it to pry a second dust bunny off his back Before grabbing Nicholas and twirling him in their signature coin flip move Jackson action Roll an attack with advantage Seventeen. Nicholas As Jackson action grabs you and flips you in the air, you go twirling, twirling, twirling high up into the air, and then you come smashing down, and and the coin pounds the ground, sending uh, two of the dust bunnies flying, two of the three remaining dust bunnies. Do me a favor, roll your damage for your coin flip attack. Oh, yeah! Nickel, away! A one. (laughs) A
1: one. All righty. So, you come...
0: Plus strength,
1: right? Oh, yep. My, my bad. So that's a four.
0: As Nicholas comes bursting down from the air, he flies down, sending the dust bunnies flying. And you see little bits of, of gunk and hair and dust kind of blow off their bodies in chunks. Uh, if you were an inanimate object, this would be a very gory scene for you. As they take four points of damage and they go out flying. Uh, there is still one Dust Bunny placed behind Jackson action, and the two spread out uh, on either side of Nicholas. You have advantage on either of the first two Dust Bunnies for one round. That brings us uh, back around, so Dust Bunny number three is going to make an attack on Jackson action. As you flip Nicholas into the air, it takes a lot of strength. You use your your two just buff arms, and he goes flying. Uh, but you lose sight of the Dust Bunny behind you, and the Dust Bunny... Ooh, jumps up behind you and uh, and lands on your neck and you feel some of the hair and the lint start to crawl around your face as it smothers you uh, and you take two points of damage. Jackson, no! <laughs> Not enough to get me down. And that brings us back around to uh, Jackson action. What are you doing?
2: Taking out my razor blade. I'm going to try to plunge it right between the eyes. Nat 20 plus 5. 25.
0: Okay, so, Jackson pulls out his, uh, his razor blade and with the bunny kind of smothering around his neck with, with incredible precision and swiftness, grabs the razor blade and just kind of, almost like samurai, just slices all around and you see different pieces of dust and lint fall apart as the dust bunny is basically discorporated and, and sent out into the ether. That, that bunny no longer is animated. So, you are left with the two dust bunnies that have been affected by Nicholas. And Nicholas, it is now your turn. What do you do? Going to help my friend finish off what we've started. And I'm going to take my toothpike and roll at them. You get advantage because uh, you've, you've knocked these two down in your coin flip. Twenty, not natural. Beautiful. So, you have the toothpike insert it into a little strip of tape that is across your face uh, and so you take the exacto blade edge of this little toothpick, you point it at one of the dust bunnies and you, you go straight into it, plunging it deep into the bunny and twirling so that you kind of undo the fibers uh, and pieces of the dust bunny scatter in the wind and now there's just but one dust bunny left who makes a desperate attempt uh, to attack and as you're kind of twirling into this dust bunny and, and almost smoking starts to come out from how much force you are exerting this dust bunny uh leaps up into the air and goes to smother you uh but a draft comes in and kind of throws it off course and it now lands in front of you which brings us back around to jackson action what do you do I'm hopping on his back and i'm stabbing down oh no that is a nine you lunge at it with with the razor blade uh and this draft it's still kind of floating in the air for a second and so when you lunge for it uh it you miss because you, you're not able to calculate the trajectory of the wind and it kind of uh, it twirls around kind of the force that you're exerting with your movement and then lands on the ground uh, which brings us back around to Nicholas
1: There's one dust bunny left? Yes I'm coming to your aid friend 19
0: Beautiful! So Nicholas uh, again w- it has been twirling on the toothpike and now kind of pops out aims his toothpike lunges forward and kind of grabs a nice piece of gunk out of the dust bunny and with the toothpike out to one of his sides begins to twirl like a ballerina as he undoes the dust bunny and it comes apart into one long piece of string with pieces of it going flying everywhere in the speed and the dust bunny is dismantled ashes to ashes dust to dust <laughs> As you finish battle, you turn to look at one another and give a slight nod of acknowledgement.
1: I wink with my one eye.
0: (laughs) Over your years in the land of the lost, this dark reality that mirrors the world you came from but has no humans or owners of any kind, encounters like this have become your routine. It is a bleak and hostile world where you must compete for resources or perish. You look at the corpses of your fallen foes and recover Seven Crumb, the precious currency of the Land of the Lost. With your spoils in tow, you begin the slow descent from the hilltops of Overcouch to your dark hidden camp in the crevices of Undercushion. The newest addition to your crew, a key called Front Door, greets you as you return. Having been lost only a day ago and not yet familiar in the ways of the Land of the Lost, Front door was left to guard one of your longest-term companions, Ruby, the sleek but battle-worn, vibrant red, uh, personal massager. Despite being a veteran of this land and an excellent fighter, Ruby is battery-powered, and over her eight years in this realm, her battery has depleted and corroded. Ruby is running on fumes. Without human production, new batteries are essentially impossible to come across. All you can do is wait for a new battery-powered item to be lost. And, if you get to it in time, hope that you can grant it a quick death so that your friend may live.
4: Well, hiya, friends. How was your journey to Overcouch? (laughs) How'd it go?
1: Another day of victory, friend. We can feast knowing... A job when well done has been had. Oh
4: well, that's real swell. Did you see any batteries up there for uh for our friend here? Fortunately, those bunny bastards had no batteries. Oh, that's not good. Oh, we need to find a battery real quick before uh Ruby here uh, kicks a bucky. You know what I mean?
3: Don't fret, my darling things. If it is my time to go, it is my time to go.
1: Your Highness. I will do my best, and you've got my five cents on that.
3: <laughs> thank you, Nicholas. It means so much to me. <laughs> thank you, thank you, darling.
4: Well, I help too. Do you have a couple pennies to spare for me, there, Nicholas?
1: I just have my my five cents that I am. Oh, I'm afraid. Well, but really, that's all right. A flip of the coin will be, uh. I'm, I don't have a pun for that. Just roll with it. Roll with it. Roll.
0: <laughs> and Nicholas uh, rolls away uh, into a little <laughs> crevice uh, under the cushions. <laughs> All of a sudden, you hear a thunderously loud whirring and chugging. Like an overload of energy that ramps up and dies down. While you don't have a visual on it from here, you know that sound. This is the sound of dry air. The enormous rotating contraption in the Garege desert that occasionally erupts in bursts of heat. The same contraption that often shepherds new items into the land of the lost. The beast
1: of suction is upon us, friends. I know that sound anywhere. I've lost many akin to that thing.
2: Sounds like it's about that time again.
1: But it must have the batteries we need. <coughs> There's only one way to find out.
3: Darlings, no, don't. It's too dangerous. I'm not worth it. But Ruby, please, if, if you want to, go please like don't. Told you not to talk like
1: that. Your Highness, please save your energy. You need it. There are people out there with places that need to be pleasured. Ruby, are you royalty? Did I miss something?
3: Yes, clearly you did. I um don't worry about it. Just let it happen. Don't don't Oh
4: rush well, alright, if you say so. Just roll
3: with it. Roll.
4: <laughs> now are, are you fellers suggesting we got sucked up into that big giant thing? Is that what you were suggesting before?
1: If we were, you would know it. There is no escape from that... ...thing.
2: Dryer usually drops off things coming into the new world of undercushion, so uh, maybe we gotta go check it out and see if anything pop up before Ruby here kicks the bucket.
3: Oh, let me go with you. Let me go with you this time, please. I can help.
2: Are you sure you're up to it?
3: Do I look like I'm not? What are you trying to say? These are the best years of my life. I've got more spunk in me than my owner ever did.
1: Bad choice of words.
3: (laughs) Ah, they were purposeful. Don't you dare question it. (laughs) I know what I said.
4: I thought they were a lovely choice of words myself.
3: Thank you. That is how you speak to a queen. Shall we go? Let's get shaken. Nickel. Away! Uh,
0: I'm just gonna go that way. And Nicholas rolls away, clearing the path out. So, you guys live in undercushion, in this kind of crevice between, uh, the two major cushions of, of the couch. And so you approach the edge, and there is a steep drop. Once you get off the cliffs of the couch, you see the plains of living, the hardwood plains, and off in the distance, uh, you can see the gate to Garage. But first you're gonna have to Leave where you are now.
3: It's been ages since I've seen these planes. It's beautiful.
0: I feel so at home here. So much room to roll. <laughs> Wait, are we on
2: top of under cushions still?
0: Yeah, you are in the area, like, right under the cushions, but the ground is still a big drop yeah. before you can make it down to the, the actual planes of living.
2: Well, good thing there are shredded strands on the side. Over under undercushion that we usually use to get up and down this piece. Some sort of creature must have used to sharpen its claws on it.
1: Ah, uh, yes. I know her well. Feline, the beast. Who goes first? Want to flip a coin?
2: I'll go first
4: and scout it up. All right, you be careful now. Go slow. Don't hurt yourself.
0: As you emerge from undercushion, you hear a guttural rolling
5: noise.
0: Oh, you Followed by a loud thud As a shadow comes over you Directly above you Wandering the hills of Overcouch You see a massive feline, A four-legged, fur-covered beast White in color With orange striations The Apex Predator Of the land of the lost.
4: I have an idea. I saw this in a movie that I may have referenced earlier. Let's jump on that thing's back. No.
3: Are you mad? Feline? Are you nuts?
1: Action. It's time. Let's use the coin slot.
2: You guys want to attack Feline? I don't
3: think that's a good idea. No, I don't. Put
1: me in her coin slot. It is the only Um. way.
3: Now,
4: Nicholas, I don't know what you're referring to, but that doesn't sound
1: very nice.
3: Nicholas, no, you can't. Please. Five cents for
1: the ride of your life. The ride of your life, friends. Five cents.
3: I think that's more of my job, Nicholas. <laughs> Please.
1: You use the other crevice.
3: <laughs> want Is this what we're agreeing on?
1: No, use this chance to run. I will uh, drive it mad. And, and drive it away.
3: Nicholas, but what about you?
1: She will be sick of me and squeeze me out eventually.
3: Oh, no. Oh, Fred, I don't
2: <laughs> think. I, Nicholas. <laughs> Maybe we should I- think of a different option.
1: I've been waiting for this vengeance for some time. Feline is my arch enemy. Wow. And I want to destroy the beast from inside out. The bowels of Feline must be eviscerated. <laughs> Action. It's time. And I roll into his hands. Uh, are you sure about this, old friend? Insert me into the
0: coin slot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Feline is significantly above you, uh, up on the cushions of Overcouch, but can get to you rather quickly. So, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, you are attempting to, to do the coin toss move to attack Feline. You can- I, I will let you roll a, a, a coin toss attack like you normally would, uh, but with, let's say we'll use dexterity instead of strength, and the goal is to land right in the Feline's rear coin slot. It must be done.
4: Now, I don't know if our friend Kleenex fell down here anytime soon, but you might want to bring him with you. I think you're going to
1: need it.
3: Oh, my word.
1: So are you doing this? The anus of the feeling. <laughs> wait,
3: what? <wait>, <laughs> All right, old
2: friend, if you're sure about this.
1: He cracks his uh, nickels.
0: Nicholas digs into the ground a little bit and twirls the coin so that you hear cracks as the ridges of the nickel roll along uh, the couch.
1: I want to ready my toothpike to, to get in there.
0: Are you going with all of your gear?
1: I think so, yeah. Okay. Will, I, will that make it harder?
2: Wait, give me, don't you have a rope? Give me that.
1: I do have a rope, <laughs> yes. Some, men- some dental floss I need here. In <laughs> just in case. Oh, tie me to it and pull me out. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
3: Then what is the point of going in?
1: I will drive her mad. And then when she's running away, you
0: yank me out. You
1: crazy son of a bitch.
3: All right. So wrapping
2: them
0: up in the dental floss. Give me a roll to see how well uh, you attach the floss. 18 minus one. Question for the rest of you. Are you attempting to back up Nicholas in battle, or you are t- attempting to engage, or are you hiding? A- running, right? He wants us to run? The whole point is he's, he's supposed to be a
2: distraction.
3: He wants to be the distraction, but I don't understand because someone has to stay behind to pull him out.
2: Well, if you so, jump down while holding the rope, I think it'd be easy for you to pull him out.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> All right. Then we should use the same rope. We will climb down with said rope, and tie it to nicholas and use that as it's inside feline
0: roll your attack i am primed
1: and ready
3: oh my word
1: <laughs> we are doing this so I'm, I'm picking him up and i'm aiming him
2: by 24 with the might of yeetus aiming him directly at the coin slot with the <laughs> Toothpick out <laughs>
0: He's going in dry, it's gonna hurt The Feline is prowling <laughs> Along the mountainous plains Of Overcouch And so you grab Nicholas Nicholas has the toothpick inserted In the little piece of tape You, you get a, the best shot that you can on Feline You wind up and you do the most The mightiest coin toss you can muster And as Nicholas Twirls through the air you hear the sound That a little coin makes as it twirls and it looks like, with Feline's speed and might, it begins to move out of the way as he, as he goes for the rectum. But ultimately, just barely, you see Nicholas manage to twirl the other way in the air and bury the toothpike right into the outer rim of the rectum. Just barely. Uh, Nicholas, roll your damage. That is a nine. As you bury... Toothpike into the outer rim of the rectum of the feline. You hear. It doesn't look like it did any sort of crazy. I mean, you have to understand, this beast is massive in comparison to you, but it feels annoyed, and you see it immediately turn to kind of face at its rectum. Oh, I think it liked that. For the, for the rest of the crew, are you guys attempting to descend now using the floss?
3: Oh, time yes. to go.
0: Yes. Okay, who's going first?
3: I will do it
0: Roll a dexterity check for me
3: It's a 15 Oh, plus 5
0: Ruby, you, you run up And Jackson manages to twirl uh, some floss around you loosely And then pushes you off the edge And so as you roll you are, you are held by the floss But it's just kind of unraveling around you And so you come in for kind of a rough landing But you're okay And you, you smack onto the hardwood floors of the plane of living Who's next, front door? Yes,
4: that's me And I'm gonna add acrobatics alright 21
0: front door you kind of you bounce up and, and it's your turn and you see uh, Jackson pulls up the floss again uh, puts it through kind of your keyhole and then descend, drops you onto the ground and, and you land uh, you land nice and flat and then you pop back up and you're next to Ruby Jackson you're up next uh, what exactly is your attempt here are you descending first or are you attempting to yank it out as you jump
2: if I yank it out when I jump I'm gonna crash into the floor hard as shit <laughs> So I'm gonna attempt to jump to the floor first.
0: Okay, give me an acrobatics roll. Uh, You're gonna have to wait until your next turn to be able to yank it out. But go ahead and give me uh, acrobatics or dexterity if you don't have acrobatics. 22. Beautiful. Uh, You you wrap your little plastic hands around the string and you wrap your legs around also and you look like a fireman descending a pole as you (laughs) and you go straight onto the ground. You land on your feet perfectly and you pick up uh, Ruby and you look up. Now, it is the Feline's turn, and the Feline is going to have disadvantage on this. Uh-oh. Okay. Nicholas, how much HP do you have? Nine. As Feline curls around to look at its own anus, it sees this little nickel uh, lodged in almost like a thumbtack into its rectum, and it shows its teeth, it bears them, and it hisses at you, it goes... <laughs> And you feel the spray of spittle cover you as, as your metal cools down. And you feel the heat of the breath as it opens its massive jaws and grabs you. And pulls you out of its rectum uh, and does 11 points of damage. 11 you are now unconscious. You are entirely inside of its mouth, and you feel you feel its tongue encapsulate you. As one of its teeth actually manages to chip you and does massive damage, you immediately go unconscious. From the outside perspective, what you see is that as it crunches down on you, it breaks the toothpike in half, and so uh, the the exacto blade tip is still lodged into its body. Uh, and as it pulls out you see the splintered sort of toothpick uh attached to nicholas by the tape sticking out of its mouth and it goes uh and it shakes its head and tosses nicholas over the couch uh, and he goes flying into the planes of living and surprisingly with your last bit of consciousness you kind of twirl to you try and land nice and flat in a in a safe manner uh but you are now dying uh you land about halfway out into the planes of living so you're actually now ahead of your compatriots do me a favor, roll a uh, a death saving throw. So roll a d20 for me. 14. 14. Okay, on your sheet, you can mark one success on the death saving throws.
2: Two questions. Can we go underneath the couch?
0: You can go underneath the couch.
2: Is he still attached to the floss? He is. I'm yanking him back. Actually, I want to go, go under the couch first, and I want to yank him back.
0: Okay, you do that, roll a strength check for me. 22. You pull uh, Nicholas in. Nicholas is nearly to you, but is still a little bit of a ways away. And now, uh, Nicholas, give me another death saving throw. 17. 17. Excellent. That's another success. Mark a, a second success. As you're pulling Nicholas in, you hear the scraping of the nickel against the hardwood floors. <laughs> making uh, making a rather loud noise. Uh, and up top, you hear... And you hear, uh, pouncing as, uh, as you hear big, uh, talons digging into the landscape of Overcouch. And, uh, and you hear pouncing, and then you see the four massive legs of the feline land onto the hardwood floors, uh, not far from where Nicholas, uh, is being dragged. Uh, and you see it begin to scurry out into the lands of Countertop. Uh, where its nest is. Between all of you, uh, you begin to pull on the floss and you manage to finish, uh, reeling in Nicholas. And so you see the floss is, uh, is attached to the tape, which is on his face, but the face is down on the ground. And so you're just looking at the tail end of Nicholas. <laughs> his
2: face is just dragging on the floor. And
0: Nicholas looks more lifeless than ever, um, Aww. as, as Nicholas is out. Nicholas, give me another death saving throw. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, that is another success. You are now at zero HP. You are stable, but you are unconscious. Nick, you
2: crazy bastard. He's out. I He's know. Out. I'm just talking <laughs> to his lifeless body. All right. Well. Um. So I'm going to pick up his lifeless body, and I'm going to tape him to my back. <laughs> go out, go out the <laughs> so you
0: I will let you grab the floss and so you kind of you put Nicholas over your back And so you tie the floss around you in like a sling uh, And now you are wearing Nicholas like a backpack <laughs> off of the little pieces of floss you you hang all of uh, All of Nicholas's gear and so now you you're decked out in this big oh, bandolier man. of equipment I have
1: um, I have three matches and a caltrop a bag of caltrops you can use it. Yeah, they're little staples but I'm, I'm unconscious, so you don't know that. So. I mean, you, you know that, but I
0: didn't tell you that.
2: <laughs> nice. So I have three matches of some couch chops strapped my body with, with a nickel on the back.
0: Now you are in the dark and dangerous land of under Undercouch. Uh, it is the, the lower level of your region. Uh, and the, the gate to garage lies ahead of you. What do you do? Uh, walk right towards it. You cross the hardwood floors of the Plains of Living for a short while before finally coming upon the gate to the garage Desert. It is massive. Towering above you, a great, white, somewhat grimy wooden slate with a dull brass knob. What do you do? (gasps) I know what to do. I'm gonna open
4: it. How are we gonna get up there? Oh, good point. Uh... Well, I could do a little flippy flip up there. I used to do gymnastics back in the day.
3: I don't understand how oh, no. you've done that, but...
4: Don't worry, I got double jump. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to acrobat my way up there.
3: Or, Jack, can you potentially throw him upwards the same way you threw Nicholas into the... You,
4: into you the know. rectum?
3: We don't talk about it. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. It's a oh, dark okay. time. We're not bringing it up.
2: So what are we trying to do? Are we trying to throw him at the door? How is he going to open it?
4: I'm a key. I'll open it. Are
3: you a skeleton key?
4: Yeah. Well, no. Technically not. <laughs> My name's Front Door, but uh, I can always try.
3: He might fit.
4: There's, we can only try. Yeah, I haven't exactly tried it before. All right,
2: so we're going to take more of this floss and <laughs> we're going <laughs> to wrap it around front door. <laughs> and we going to get ready to throw
4: him. Ooh, that's a little tight. Can you loosen it a bit for me?
0: You fasten the floss to front door, and it is nice and tight around the keyhole, nice and secure, uh, but you also have enough slack that you feel like, you know, you could you could twirl it, you could toss it, you could do whatever without any sort of danger, so. Or at least, well, there is danger, but, uh, but without danger of him sliding uh, loose.
2: If he misses, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> He's
3: young. He'll be fine. All right, front
2: door, are you sure you want to do this?
0: Yeah, I'm ready. Just chuck
2: me up there. I don't know why you bastards are so crazy. Let's try it. Sorry. You don't
3: even stop it. You love it. Just throw him. <laughs> so I'm gonna try. Am I aiming for like the
2: keyhole?
4: Or? I'm a key. Aim at the keyhole. <laughs> throw me like an old man throws his back out. Come on.
2: We're gonna aim at the keyhole. I was thinking maybe he could climb down into it or something, but okay. <laughs> That's what my comrades want. That's what my comrades get. 15 plus
4: 3,
0: 18. You eye this brass doorknob. And, uh, and you grab the floss. And you begin to twirl it. And you hear front door going, uh, uh,
4: uh, uh. and,
0: and with all your might, you wind up behind you and, and shoot forward. So, so hard that you almost knock your plastic arm out of its socket. Uh... But with all this might, you see front door go sailing upward like, like some sort of rocket ship up into the sky. He overshoots the knob and then begins to come down and manages to just barely get his tip into uh, the front of the key, the keyhole. And so now he is lodged in to the front, just the tip.
3: That's the best part, my dear. You did it.
0: <laughs> front door, what are you doing? I'm going to unlock the door. 19. Alright, now we're talking. So, uh, you are hanging in just a tip barely. You feel your weight beginning to pull down to earth. That, that little super light string of floss feels incredibly heavy as you look down at the ground, which is several, several, several times your body length. Uh, and so you kind of feel, uh, uh the pit of your key stomach empty uh, and you push forward with your head and you kind of begin to work your way into the keyhole uh, and knowing what you know about locks I mean hey you've been in quite a few locks you begin to work your way through all of all of the little mechanisms and eventually as you kind of wiggle your way in you worm your whole body inside of this lock then finally you hear a click and something give way uh, and you twist your body and you hear a slow creak, and you guys on the ground, Ruby and Jackson, you see the gate to Garish, this massive wooden contraption, slowly swing open.
3: See you, Jack?
0: Wait,
4: someone catch me, please.
3: That will not be me.
4: Wait, Key,
3: what do you yeah. see from up there?
4: Uh, I see a uh, dark a hole.
0: Door. A dark
4: hole? I am still in no, the keyhole.
0: You have to pull front door out Or you could just leave front door there And go on with your adventure
4: Please don't leave me here (laughs) Wait can I just scooch my little booty Backwards out of the hole Sure give me
0: a a dexterity check
4: Alright Okay 14
0: Okay you begin to wiggle your way out Now give me a reflex saving throw
4: Oh dear me (laughs)
0: Twenty-four. Front door begins to wiggle his booty, and so from down there, Ruby and uh, Jackson, you look up, and you're like, "Hmm." Uh, and you and you see that that little booty begin to wiggle out as you work your way out of all the, the mechanisms. And suddenly, eventually, you're down to back just the tip, and you tip out, and you are in freefall. You feel like you are skydiving. Uh and you are speeding towards the ground, Uh but you manage to uh, kind of twirl yourself in, in a certain way so that eventually you land on your front end, twirl a little bit, fall flat down, and then pop back up. Ready to go.
4: Just like I learned in gymnastics, always land on your face as long as you pop, pop back up. <laughs> ready to go.
2: Good job, buddy. I'm going to untie the floss from him.
4: All right, thank you. It was a little tight. Loosen it a bit more next time, all right?
3: The tighter is better, darling. Trust me. Trust.
4: <laughs> me. Well, if you say so.
3: Shall, Shall we? Surely. <laughs> I would love to check. Check out.
4: <laughs> Are you crossing the threshold
0: into the garage desert?
3: You bet.
0: You bet your bottom dollar, God.
3: I
2: want to creep in there because I know that it's going to be rough.
0: Give me a dexterity steep. or a stealth check. Oh
2: God, uh, that was a three, and then my stealth is three. So. <laughs>
0: You are immediately hit with a wall of too warm air as you cross the threshold into the Garage Desert. There is a low hum in the air and an ominous feeling washes over you. Few enter Garage willingly, and it is known for the terrifying unnatural homunculi that inhabit it. A short ways off, you see the beige white mechanical tower, waves of heat still emanating from it dry air is now within reach. Beside it, you see the collapsed tower of whoosh air, which fell many years ago and has since been picked clean. Wow.
3: There's our goal.
0: (laughs) Uh, I think we should walk towards it.
3: I agree. There's not much choice. Okay. Dry air is
2: I'm assuming it's open?
0: Uh, It is just barely cracked open. So you see uh, this big uh, sort of see-through, a uh, round portal that is, uh, slightly ajar, uh, and there's enough space for, uh, you are the pretty much the largest member of your party as an action figure. There's enough space where if you wanted to climb into it, you could.
2: Is it moving?
0: No. It is still, but there, there's still the, the remnants of heat coming out of it. I'm walking towards it, and I'm gonna hop on into the little portal.
3: I'll follow. I don't want to jump in, though.
0: Okay. Uh, so, Ruby, you are staying on the ground while they are climbing in?
2: I actually, I'm going to, my whole day, I got to protect Ruby. So what I want to do is he's going in the portal. I'm going to tie that floss back around him again. Like, look, buddy, if you run into any trouble, I want you to give a tug on this and we'll pull you back. All right.
4: Well, all right. That sounds good. It's nice and cozy here. Are you sure you don't want to come in with me? Two tugs. If it's safe,
2: three tugs, if you're in danger. Uh, All
4: right. All right. (laughs) Two plus three equals five. No, no, no. Two tugs.
2: No, No. Two tugs. If it's safe. Actually, two tugs if you're in danger, three if you're safe, okay? What if it's right,
3: two, two in danger, one if safe? Why would you add more? Because just in case, three, what if he doesn't have enough? You know what I mean? Okay, then one, one is safe, is six, and two okay. is danger.
4: think I got it. Six dangers.
3: Front door!
4: And then I tug it. Front door?
3: Yes. Just be careful.
2: Buddy, listen to me. Pull it once if you need help.
4: Okay. okay. All right, I could do that. I could pull on it. Just... There you go, buddy. Okay, I'm going to jump right in there with this floss now. As you climb
0: into the Tower of Dry Air, you see an enormous, dilapidated cylindrical steel chamber. The chamber is covered in perforations that have since been filled with lint, debris, the occasional crumb, and other varieties of gunk. In the center of the chamber, you hear groaning, oh. You direct your gaze toward the sad rectangular plastic item laying on the ground. A remote control lies face down, its (laughs) battery cover cracked, and the one battery popped out, just barely staying in touch with the metal contacts that give it life.
4: Oh no. It has
0: sensed your presence and lets out a... Kill
4: me... (laughs) Oh my god, are you all well clearly you're not alright. What's your name?
1: Kill
4: me There's gotta be a way to help him, right? Uh incredibly
3: lucky. I oh know.
4: no. <laughs> well, if that's what you want, sir. I we only need one.
0: I'm gonna pull the battery. Okay. As you walk up to the uh, to the remote control, he can he, he continues to repeat Kill me I'm and trying, I'm... hold your horses. <laughs> And as you, as you work uh, uh, the front end of yourself under the battery and you're about to pry it up, he says, Come <laughs> back. Sorry, one more time. I didn't quite catch that, sir. And from behind you, a white and gray tattered cloth monstrosity has shambled its way up to you and attempts to engulf you in its gaping maw, a second oh shambling right behind it. Roll for initiative. Ah, I'm scared. Five. First up is the first white and gray cloth monstrosity filled with holes and tatters. And it is going to attempt to engulf you in its gaping maw. Roll a strength check for me.
4: Nineteen.
0: This creature comes up, and, and it has this big uh, hole, almost, like, imagine, like, a giant snake almost unhinging its jaw. And it begins to engulf you whole, uh, and as it grabs the head of the key and tries to swallow you into it, uh, you you twirl, and you work your way out. Uh, but now, the second one that was right behind it and is shambling up is attempting to do the same thing. Roll another strength check for me.
4: Oh, my goodness. Hold your horses, everybody. Uh, Eighteen. How much HP do you have? No way. Uh, <laughs> ten.
0: This, uh, again, the second tattered monstrosity kind of comes up. Uh, right as you twirl your way out of the first one's uh, maw, the other one is on the ground, lying with its mouth open, almost waiting for you to fall into it. And it comes up and engulfs you in fabric and twists tight around you. And you are surprised because it is this, this fragile cloth, but it is exerting a terrifying amount of pressure, and it is beginning to smother you, and you take seven points of damage.
4: Oh, goodness, that hurts.
0: Ah, I'm, I'm going to take the top of my
4: key, which is very, very sharp. I call it the sawtooth, and I'm going to uh, jam my way through this little cloth here. Fifteen.
0: With your sawtooth, uh, w- one of the, the sharpest kind of edges that you have, you are being suffocated by this cloth monstrosity. And so you kind of dig into it with your half... And you manage to uh, work your way into one of the, the holes in the fabric, and you tear it open, uh, and you kind of start to slide your way out, uh, and it takes damage, uh, but it still looks like it can take a hit. And now, as you are beginning to work your way out of that first, that second monstrosity, the, the one that swallowed you, uh, the first one is coming back and attempting to do the same thing. Roll a strength contest again.
4: Oh no... Oh, goodness. That's no good. Uh, five.
0: Believe it or not, you uh, you manage to dodge out of the way, and it kind of uh, takes a chunk out of its friend. Um, oh d- not doing any damage, but it kind of uh, it, it mistakes it. It almost like takes a little bite and then goes, oh, sorry, sorry, and it lets go. I'm a little slippery uh, goose today.
3: I have a question. In all of this tugging and rumbling and... Is the floss getting pulled by any chance to potentially alert us?
0: It's certainly moving around, but, uh, you can't see anything, so... Give me a... Give me a perception check.
3: 17.
0: Ruby and Jackson, both of you, uh, from down here, you see kind of the the floss moving around, and you're like, well, I don't know if, uh, if Front Door's just walking around, or if he's being a goof, like we just met him yesterday, I don't know what's going on. But you, uh, you hear a little bit of static crackling, you hear... <coughs> These this weird uh, uh, static noise uh, that you recognize to be of the Sola socks, eh?
2: and and that's what's attacking them, the
0: socks. You assume that you you are hearing the sound of a of a usual sock attack. Yeah,
4: help me, son of a bitch. That sounds like the socks.
3: Action, Jack. Action, Jack. God, why is your name so difficult to say? Jack. Action. <laughs> help <me>. Action. <laughs> Jackson!
4: Jackson action!
3: Shut up! <laughs> <Jackson>. <laughs> Shut up! Jackson, we have to help him. We must. He's just a baby.
2: You're right, let's go. Am I gonna take out my razor blade?
0: You both pop up into, uh, into the dry air, and you see the big chamber, and you see your new friend front door uh, beaten already almost more than half to death and uh and you see two of the soulless socks uh kind of dancing around him writhing and attempting to engulf him uh within them and what do you do you guys get a a nice surprise round
2: Ooh! i want to light one of the matches and i want to keep him at
0: bay uh you want to roll an intimidate check for me with that that is a 17
2: plus 3 so 30 20.
0: you strike a match and you hold it up this big fiery torch, and then being fabric beans. Uh, one of them, the one that just attempted to uh, to swallow front door and missed. It, uh, it kind of looks your way and goes, <laughs> and it begins to slither away uh, and goes into a crevice uh, of dry air. Although uh, the other one, the one that still currently has a portion of him within uh, the actual sock monster, decided, "Hey, I've got a meal and I'm not gonna let it go." Ruby, you doing anything?
3: I don't want to, but I suppose I should. (laughs) I am going to vibrate... aggressively.
2: For record, she is a personal massager.
3: Just for the record, thank you for that. Uh, 16!
0: (laughs) So, Ruby, despite your weakened state, uh, as you- you are in this frail position with your corroding battery, you see battery acid almost leaking down the seams of you. You don't have much life juice left in you, you desperately need a new battery. Uh, but you you dig into one of the holes in the solar sock and you use some of that energy.
5: Oh oh my
0: That feels good. As Ruby digs into one of the holes and begins begins to vibrate and you see the hole begin to stretch uh, and you work your way from within the beast to another one of the holes and vibrate some more as you as you wiggle your way out of it widening its holes, leaving them gaping. Uh, And it takes tremendous damage. It looks like it is uh, not in great shape. Uh, Which brings us back around to that same sock. Roll a strength check for me, front door.
4: Let me go, beast. I'm unarmed. Uh, 17
0: As Ruby works her way through it You see this weakened thing Kind of starts to loosen its grip on you And you You flop out of its, uh, its grasp And then it kind of picks itself back up Widens its big uh, Its big gaping maw And comes down on you And you manage to just kind of Slide out of the way As it slams uh, into the ground And kind of rumples in on itself uh, which brings us back around to... Jackson, what are you doing?
2: Does it look like it's on his last legs? Yes. I <laughs> like that bitch on fire.
0: We're, this is going to be a dexterity contest. See if you can uh, catch it long enough to light it uh, That definitely lands. So you, you are holding the match, which, uh, for your size, is basically a big torch. Uh, and you, you run up to the beast, and you kind of place the flaming end down into it. PUT A SOCK IN IT! And the smoke and the fumes begin to fill your face as it lights on fire. And now it is raging as it kind of works its way out of uh, your grip, and you see it is in really, really bad shape. But now it is flaming and angry, and it looks like it just wants to take someone out uh, on its way. Uh, it is going to continue to take burning damage for a few turns, but that brings us back around to Ruby. Ruby, what are you doing?
3: I'll attack again, I suppose, but I'm dying! Uh, oh no. A nine.
0: So this time, uh, as it's kind of raging, it, it has flattened itself out and it is roaring and it's almost like the fire is coming out uh, from its mouth. And Ruby, you just kind of launch yourself straight into its mouth, vibrating at the highest possible setting. Uh, and you begin to work your way out its rear end, in through the mouth, out through the butt and uh and you work one of its holes open as it begins to burst and the flames eat away at its at its fabric uh as it kind of uh finishes tearing open it flops open into almost like a a terry cloth shape now uh and the flames fizzle out as it dies
4: oh my that was gruesome
0: now that's
2: a spicy meatball that
3: <laughs> oh yes that's a uh... that was good
4: i got the battery what not yet oh That's right, I gotta go kill that guy.
0: Sorry, sir. I'm gonna remove this from your person. As you turn to look at the remote control, uh, you notice that in all the fighting and tumbling, it looks like something bumped into it and knocked the battery out of its uh, socket. Oh, dear. And so the control is just lifeless, lying on the ground, and the battery lies next to it. Uh, Front door, you walk towards the battery to go grab it, uh, and Ruby, you feel yourself perk up uh, at the prospect of new life, and all of a sudden you hear a Not so fast there, buckos. A voice calmly and clearly speaks from behind you. You turn to see a rectangular white tile in a protective leather holster
5: equipped with tarnished thumbtack combat studs. Name's Tommy Tile. You all clearly know how to handle yourselves. And I'm not looking for a fight. But I can't let you take that battery.
3: And why not?
5: Ah. Corrosion damage, am I right?
3: Maybe. What's it to you?
5: I can do something for that.
0: And the tile comes down to you and kind of hovers over you and you feel, um, these waves of some sort of energy kind of, uh, fill you. And some of the, uh, the battery acid that has corroded your, your lining, uh, is now beginning to dissipate. Uh, not fully, but you regain,
5: uh, two points of health.
3: Oh my god.
5: And he says, no, that won't last you forever but it'll take care of some of that corrosion and put a pet back in your step. I'll be straight up. Without a fresh battery, you'll be knocking on the door to the great big recycling plant in the sky no matter what I do. Wish I could help you some more, but you know how it is out here. I will make you an offer, though. I work with an extraordinary set of items called the Find My Brigade. We could use a set of items like you. While I can't promise you a battery, safety, or survival, for that matter, if you help us accomplish our goal, you'll be on the first trip. What's your goal?
3: What is your goal?
5: Well, we're gonna get everyone back to their owners. So what do you say?
0: This episode was brought to you by our patrons, Jerry Benetatos, Queso Loco, Terrence Knox, and Clara Jean Kelly. Thank you for your support. To see how you could support the show, go to whimsicproductions.com.
4: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers
1: flourish.
5: It's a tale of learning and healing.
1: We've got a whole province going to see one overworked witch in a candy cottage that's been chewed to pieces
0: by the local kids.
5: Of fairies and magic.
0: Stop touching the sapphire of assessment! I'm not touching it!
4: I'm just putting my head near it as I focus my brainial waveforms on it. Stop it! I'm
5: not even touching it! Of struggle against the odds. This
4: is my team.
0: They may not live up to your vision of a perfect, efficient department. They don't live up to my vision of a stampede in a barnyard. Ooh, kingly, that's how you know it's working.
5: And now, it returns at last. Alba Salix, Royal Physician, Season 2. Alba
0: Salix, Royal Physician, from Fable and Folly. Find us wherever you
4: listen to podcasts or look us up at fableandfolly.com.